it's another Monday, so you know what the fuck that means. You hear my voice in your fucking radio, your computers, your headphones, all that shit. Sorry if I offend you, is back on the motherfucking block another Monday, so you already know what time it is. I got a new guest for today's episode. She's um she's being quieter than I've ever heard her I was before. For my introduction. Okay. Let, you know what? <laughs> I need you to. You want me to give you a, a good introduction because I'm good at that. We got with us the very special, the very unique, the one of a kind, the motherfucking legend in the building. She is Brittany motherfucking Elise. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna take that. I like that. One. Marketing that queen, good. best MC any fucking club can ever have. Shit, any show, any event, all that. You gotta book my girl. Um, she is a killer in graphics and all that shit. What they call you? Well, period. That's what we gonna call you. Period, poop. Period, miss. If you need it, she got it. So you know, if you need it, I got it. Exactly. But yeah, um, introduce the people to you. I mean, I do everything. I do graphic design, marketing, social media management, digital media management, hosting, MCing, throwing concerts, festivals. I've I pretty much have done it all in, in the entertainment industry and outside. I mean, I've done marketing for all types of companies. So. I pretty much do everything. So I should have called Brittany a long time ago to a be on my show. A long, actually, long, long time ago. I was offended. That's <laughs> what I was. Well, sorry if I offend you, but I wasn't, you know, I, I was working my way to you. And we had a little bit of minor difficulties, you guys. So this episode is coming to you only audio, but we're going to put Britt on the camera for another episode in the future, I swear. And I, I promise you. I see my facial expressions because I, I am definitely uh Petty. You're an asshole. I'm petty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's definitely petty. And you know those people that when you want, like, you're like, okay, don't show your emotions, whatever. And she's like, okay, I won't say anything. It's all in her but face. But my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom literally said that like three days ago. She was like, your face shows everything. I was like, does it? I guess so. I try to work on that. I've been trying to basically figure out how to not show my emotions at all when I'm offended or when I'm like, you know, in a, if a situation occurs that I don't need to show an emotion towards it, I try to hold it in. Or even when I'm like overly happy and I don't want to be like giddy about it in front of everyone. But I feel like it's up to the person that's looking at my face's interpretation, because if I'm not saying anything, then that's on you. It's not on me. I didn't, I didn't physically say what I was feeling or showing in your eyes. So that's on you to interpret how I feel. I, I don't care. <laughs> Brittany's a Virgo, as you see. It's Which, your fault for how exactly. you feel it's about your fault for how you feel about my face. Basically, um, you know, we we do slight zodiac talk here, but if you wanted to know how much of a Virgo Brittany is, I'm very much a Virgo. Very much so. Um, I'm not even a cuss. Like I am very much cut and dry Virgo. Whatever you read is true about me. <laughs> No, for sure. But what one thing about Virgos that I love is that they're hardworking. One thing about Brittany is her ass is oh, hardworking. Work. Always working. That's all you do. Every time I talk to you, you're working on a new project. So thank you for taking your time out. No, definitely. I love stuff like this. I love to be able to talk and just be able to express myself verbally with, with other people. And it actually helps you grow on ideas by doing that stuff. Okay. So right now, what are you working on? What am I not working on? Exactly. I mean, I got, uh, <laughs> that part. I got Up Next Live. Up Next Live is a concert series, an interview series, a podcast. Uh, we actually just relaunched all new logo, all new website, um, all done by me. <laughs> and then uh, we actually have some ideas of some concerts that we're going to bring. But in the past, we've done 
Rod Wave, Doja Cat, Tyler Yahweh. We just did Teddy Hendrix at the end of last year. So look out for around April. I think we're probably going to do our first concert of the year. Um, we just dropped a new interview with Tyler Yahweh. We have a couple more interviews in the books coming up. But it's all, I mean, that's pretty much the bulk of my outside work. And then mm-hmm. obviously, I am the de- director of marketing of one of the largest nightclubs in Orlando. So, I mean, through there, we have concerts coming with Rich Homie Kwan. Uh, we got Baby Keem coming. So I'm always working on concert shows. And then, obviously, I market a club. So there's always something going on there. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't listened to my last episode, <laughs> Brittany works for the enemy. Nah. <laughs> Brittany works for the op. Nah, but um, I did used to work with Brittany. So I know firsthand how hard of a worker that she is. But I also know the struggles that come behind your job in all aspects, especially because you wear many hats. So I like to do a thing when I bring every guest on and I figure out what they do with their life and essentially what you love about it, what you hate about it, what's hard, what's not hard. So I want to ask you something so we know the inside of it. Okay. Can you tell me, like, what is the most fucking annoying thing that somebody can do as far as, like, working with you? Um, or that you've experienced, you know, if you don't want to say names or whatever, this is the show that we don't give I mean, a fuck. Okay, but. so people always are like, well, Brittany, why do you work so much? You're always working. Da, da, da. That's why I have a lot of problems in relationships, too, because I always work. Like, I take my work home. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why I do that is because when you're younger, they always say, do what you love for work. So for me, it ain't really work. It's I wake up every day. I have a different job or role or something that I'm working on. So it's never the same. That's what I love. What I hate is when it comes to graphic design, I need everybody out there <laughs> listen, that listen, is listen. listening for graphic designers, content creators, videographers, editors. The biggest thing I hate is when somebody comes and says, well, you know, I really don't have a direction. Just do what you think. And, and then, then you, you do what you think. <laughs> yeah. You listen to them because as, as, a, as a creator, you have to be like, okay, so what's the vibe? What type of music? What type of people? Or when it comes to logo, what colors? What uh, typography? What I ask a lot of questions. I don't know what typography so is. Type- I gotta get my thesaurus no, out. Like the the kind of font that you want. Okay. So what? You, simple terms. Yeah, simple simple terms. terms. The font you want. The font. You know the font. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. That one. So I ask a whole bunch of questions and try to get the idea of what they are going for. I don't just go off of based off of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I do it, and then they're like, "Well, can I see three or four more designs of it?" And it's like, bruh, like some people don't understand, like when you create, it takes time. And especially if you not, if you a homie and not a paying client, no, mm-hmm. I can't give you three, four more. Either this is <laughs> it you get one or you nine. need to go to somebody else. And, or when it comes to people that are like, oh, I love it. And they take it. And then two weeks later, like, can you edit this and add this and do this and do that? And it's, I have no problem with changing it. Because that's what I do. The problem is, A, you should have came with that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. B, people don't understand that in graphic design, uh, video editing, and things like that, you got to go back six steps to make that one step. Because you have to redo life. everything. So it's like, I mean, learn just getting past that. But I mean, in this year, I've said that I just can't work with clients like that. Or mm-hmm. if I am working with you, when you see the price tag that it's going to cost you for me to the do The price it, went up. Either you're going to say yes yeah, to the price, there's no negotiation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for it. I do too much. I think working with, especially like people you know, or maybe people who know of you, maybe you've crossed paths and parties and stuff like that. They look at, they'll look at your job a little more lax. Right. Like, oh, okay, then she made a graphic for me. Cool. Since so she whipped it out in a day or two, because I've seen you whip out graphics I mean, in I a day. I do roughly about four to five a day. 
it doesn't mean it doesn't take you a long time. It's just that you're, you know, you're used to it. You're accustomed to the Mm -hmm. process. So you do it a little quicker, but it does still take time out of your day. So time is money. Right. And, you know, you got to make that. When you like, oh, it's going to be a three day turnaround. Then they they get mad or it's going to be a seven day turnaround. Okay. You want it in a 24 hours. I'm going to have to put this much extra on top because yeah. I'm stopping everything else that I have going on to do your situation. And I think, I don't think it's everybody in masses, but I think it's the area that we live in in Central Florida. It's a majority. People think yeah. that that's okay. Because when I deal mm-hmm. with people from LA and Atlanta, like I can tell them, oh, you need this in 24 hours. This is the price. And they don't even flinch. They just mm-hmm. be like ready to pay for it. They be like, where do I pay? Everybody else, they hear, they're like, well, why is it going to take so long? And, you know, I, my budget is $60. Well, you need to go to a $60 graphic designer. <laughs> right. But why do you feel like it's, do you feel like Orlando's like a smaller market? So that's why the money's not flowing in as much? Or do you think people just think because we're more of a quote unquote, like local market that they should be getting a local market I'm price versus quality? A lot of flack for saying this, but say I don't, it. Even, say I don't it. even care because I've said this since the day I moved here, but it doesn't have a hindrance of why I moved here because I moved here for a specific reason. But I think Orlando is cheap. That's that's it. I think they're cheap. I think it's cheap when it comes to, well, even when we're doing concert and ticket pricing, right? Mm-hmm. I can already tell you that if the ticket is going to be $30 for a regular concert, not an artist performing in a club night, a $30 ticket for a concert, they're going to complain about it. And then they're going to wait to the last minute to get the ticket, and it's going to be $70 then because now we're in At the day two, before, right? yeah. And then you're complaining about it being $70. I just think we're in a cheaper market i feel like people here i feel like orlando's a little bit behind when we think about it to miami atlanta mm-hmm. la new york because i can go to a party in any of those cities the same kind of party i would have went to here that we would have charged 25 dollars for and they're and charging, they're charging 50 dollars to 100 dollars, mm-hmm. and i'm still not flinching i'm the same person that got in the car took a 24-hour trip to go see kendrick lamar in atlanta and didn't flinch at the price i did the same thing for kanye west didn't flinch on the price i just I know the value of what I'm about to see and what I'm about to get. So I just think when it boils down to Central Florida, I think we still are mind-minded in the development of certain industries. Yeah, definitely entertainment for sure because I feel like people pay for basketball tickets. You see, when the Lakers well, come, mean, motherfuckers pay whatever price to get into the game. Yeah, Truthfully. but when the 76ers come, they paying the $10 to sit in a nosebleed. So what are we saying? I mean, yeah, but it are just you depends. Going? You feel me? Like, I don't know. I mean, when... But it was the same way with Beyonce. For instance, when Beyonce came, people was paying $120 to go to Camping World. Yeah. But if... It depends. They pick and choose what they right. want to. But, you know, I think, honestly, and I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck if I get any type of backlash right. of anything I say. Y'all know, too. But <laughs> um, I feel like Orlando is definitely a look at me market. So I they do whatever is. We can be bigger. And there's a lot of new artists and people who are working, producers that are coming out of Orlando that is making us a better market. But for right now, I still feel like it's a very, like, pick me look at me type of place because people do things to be seen here. Yeah, but you have to leave. People spend all their money at the fucking club. That's true. And be broke as shit. I, I mean, a lot of town does do that, salary, but it's like... So keep coming. <laughs> yeah, keep coming. I'm not saying don't, don't go to the club and ball out, but you know... With your tax return check. Thank you. <laughs> people do that shit. And I mean, that is everywhere. It's a hood mentality, essentially. But I feel like a lot of people like, bro, I've never seen... Well, no. And this is ever. I haven't seen as many white girls learn how to wear like sneakers. Child. Girl, like not, out not of nowhere. Well, I don't know. I, 
Miami, you know, I it's think a mix. The same thing too, it but is, but Florida. it's just it's Florida all around. But I feel like Orlando is one of our more like major markets. I guess Miami, I Orlando, so it's what people are. Whether you're from here, I don't care. If it's it's because you're from here that we're here. Well, I don't even care if you're from here or you moved here and you're transient and you're talented. I think because the support value of Orlando is not real, that people have to leave here to get the recognition from here. And that's with artists, that's with videographers, graphic designers. I mean, my homeboy's a videographer, and he's living out in L.A. working for all types of celebrities. But when he was here, we didn't value him. Mm -hmm. I have artist friends that are living in L.A. and Atlanta and New York that when they were here, they weren't valued. And that's what I'm saying. When it comes down to paying somebody's price, that means you really support what they're actually doing doing for you that elevates them and makes them really want to stay. But... If they're not getting value, they're gonna leave, and then when they blow up and they come back and they then get you here, say, I, 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 they, they come from where I come. Then you wonder I knew why you're not getting that price no more. It's because they understand their value now, right. and that's that's the sad part about it that you gotta leave here just to get recognized. To, to get recognized. I feel like a lot of people feel that way in their hometown, and then they come back, they get a little love. You know, it, it well, always see, leeway, I, but here in, it's like when I lived in when I lived in Philly and I lived in Miami, I didn't experience those things. I mean. People didn't, we didn't, I, these type of problems were not there for me then, mm-hmm. but I don't know what they are now because I haven't lived there so long, but right. you, you get what I'm saying. Like, I just, I notice it now a lot when it comes across all different identities and genres of, of industry. I went to, um, shout out to Jari, uh, is it Jari Nose? Jari Nose is his stage name, um, but he's a comedian in Orlando and also Dirtbag. He's also a comedian in Orlando, but I fuck with them heavy. Um, I was actually on Dirt's podcast, not like about a year ago or whatever. I need to go to one of his um, shows. He's funny. No, he's, and Jari's funny. Both they're, funny. They're both funny. So, you know, I fuck with them as people. And when I can, I come out the house. But you know, like I know, I don't come out the house unless I fuck with you. Right. I'll go when I want to have a good time. But other than that, I ain't coming out the house unless I really fuck with you. So I go to places right. I don't want to be for you. Right. And, you know, and people that I, like, heavily care about. So, anyway... He had a, a comedy show. They do Wildin' Out Orlando, which is, you know, I did it the first year. Y'all. <laughs> you, <laughs> I listen. you weren't funny. <laughs> no, I'm not a funny. And I told Jari this shit. Yes. You're not yes. funny when it comes time to give the punchline. Thank you. Thank you for understanding yeah, how that. I'm funny, but not funny. But that's what I said. I said, I'm real life funny. You feel me? I'm funny on the mic when I'm talking to my people when I'm comfortable. But if you got to put me in front of like a camera and say, say a joke or a punchline, I'm in that bitch looking like, eh, <laughs> what, do you like want me to say? what do I say? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Somebody called my pants ashy and I literally wanted to leave. Oh, yeah. no. Was that yeah. one of the back and forth? Yeah, it was. No, you gotta be I quick. lost that. The, the, listen, yeah, I'm not quick. The point is when you're doing something like that, you got to be thinking of what you're going to say about this person while they're saying what they're saying so that you already have your comeback. Girl, so you know I'd be getting distracted by hella Clearly shit. So like, not the kid at the lunch table beating on the tables and doing no, punchlines. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. But um, nonetheless, I was horrible on it. But I did appreciate that they tried. You know, I was a good look, though. Right. So right. good for them. I was right. a good they look. Needed they they the needed me <laughs> for the look, for the aesthetic of the shit. But I wasn't funny and whatever. It ended up not going well. But they've been doing it for a few years now, so now it's the third year. They circled back, and I didn't go to the second one because I was busy. But it wasn't because I didn't want to go or not support. I just literally was busy. So I was like, I'm going to go to whatever else he has or they have, anything so I can support. So I seen Dirt the day before, and he's like, yo, come to my show. 
or did you get tickets or whatever? Are you coming? And I was like, oh shit, I ain't even know. Like right, I, I ain't see it. I ain't even see it. So I was like, fuck. But I'm like, you know what? Let me clear whatever I'm doing. It was Monday night, so it's fine. Clear what I'm doing, and I'm gonna show up. Right. So my homegirl that was with me, I was like, hey, we're going to a comedy show tomorrow. She was quick to be like, cool, okay. Right. If you want to go, let's go. I asked about three of my other friends, and one of them was super close to me, and I'm like, hey, you know, I want to go. And they were like, oh, blah, blah. I said, it's only $10. Literally, when I seen it was $10, I was like, bitch, I'll pay for everybody to get in. Like, what the fuck? We don't even think like, about $10. Literally, $10 is nothing. I was like, I couldn't believe it was 10 I thought it was going to be like 15 20 because I think that's what it was the year right. before. So I was like, whatever, like, you know. So I asked them. Everyone said, no, I don't want to go, blah, blah. Like, just some hate and shit. I'm not going to say whatever, but... Just hating shit. And I'm like, look, I'm going to support because these are my friends. So regardless if y'all like it or don't like it, if we pay at the door, we're putting money into their show. Whether it's, oh, and you know how it works. We know how it works on the back end. The more people that come in through the door, the better deal you get the next time you come in. Or if you have some type of 50-50 split or percentage split, whatever it is, you get that money. And And a lot of times. we don't have events, enough of those style events here in the city. Yeah, we it's don't. fun, dude. It's a, it's literally just a quick comedy Most show. Most of like, the events are I'm going to the lounges, I'm going to the clubs. There might be a show that I want to see, but other than that, if we're not going drinking Sunday Fun Day, what up, what up? Exactly. Else? Everybody, it's the clubs, sports bars, new restaurants, shit right. like that. But this is active things, and I like to go to active things. I know you do too. So because oh, yeah. we're into that creative like world. But it also for me, it helps me be able to be like, okay, what's what do hot? I like what here can, that yeah. I could implement and what I got going on or what mm-hmm. I like. I agree. So essentially we went, you know, it was what it was. The show, we paid to get in. Cool. It was a vibe. We caught a vibe where we were at. Right. And it was cool. And I'm like, okay, this is something different that I could do on my Monday night versus either being at home or going to the club or going Watching to the hookah Netflix, lounge. Right. Watch, like, you know, doing shit that I didn't do. It took me out of my comfort zone, but it was so many people telling me, no, 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 I don't want to go. Rather than being like, it's only $10, I'm not doing anything else. Because right. my aspect of it, even if I didn't know them and like somebody said, let's go here, cool, it's $10, let's go, let's ride and see me, what it is. Do you got liquor there? Do you have liquor? It, do you have that, hookah? For me, it's hookah. Do you have liquor? <laughs> we good. Yeah, you I make that shit, literally, you'll make it work. But people are so like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to spend my money here, I don't want to do this. But then you're going to, what if you go to the club? But you spent $20 on Uber Eats that same night. I'm just saying. Or you spent $200 on a bottle in the club and had a right. horrible time. Right. Like, people are just, people are very funny with their mindset of, of doing things. And they think that, like I said, the flashy, the club, all that shit is, is end all be all. Mm-hmm. At least in the area. This is my opinion from the area that we're in. I mean, I live in the clubs. I live in the bars. And it's like, it gets tiring sometimes. Like, sometimes I'm hosting, I'll MC or host an event after a long week, and I, I kid you not, I work seven days a week. I don't have not one day off. I have time periods off in a day that I catch a nap or I can catch a quick Netflix show or something, but it gets old. It gets tiring, especially if we're not as promoters and hosts and DJs and MCs because, you know, Orlando got that weird little hosting thing. Yo, <laughs> everyone's a host here. I, yeah, but I think <laughs> it's weird because up north, we don't call what y'all call hosting hosting a host is equivalent to an mc up north right now here a host is, is a I'm fucking go, somebody at a table yeah i'm gonna bring a table you might get a comp bottle maybe but yo i don't get that <laughs> and then i need you to also bring 10 people with you and, they and everybody pay at the pay door, at the door. <laughs> it's like, yo. what are all these stipulations why am i doing that yeah 
But you're just saying special guests because that's what it is. is. You'd be a special special guest. guest. But really, is everybody on the level of being a special guest? Like, what do you actually do? Because if you are doing... And I'm just going to throw something random. No, please like, say it because you're going to take me to well, a level like, and I'm going to hurt feelings. you're doing taxes by day and you're doing hosting <laughs> by night and then you over here being a chef and then you over here being an influencer. It's just... Too it's, much. It's, you're not really... You're not doing anything. You're just mm-hmm. doing a lot. And of really, stuff. what is the purpose of getting your name out there? Are you getting your name out there for your business? I get it. That makes sense. But if you're just showing up and you want me to bring 10 people to pay... Then to pay for half of the bottle, maybe, and then you pay me out a hundred dollars for being there. Well, I just paid my hundred dollars <laughs> to do this, right? Like, it, it fuck doesn't that. make sense to me. So, I mean, it's it's something that I've grown to accept as a. I guess I'm not really a promoter, but I am an event thrower, mm-hmm. so um, event creator. So, I I've grown to understand the concept of it. I think that you know depending on where you're at too, like clubs allow that or promoters allow that essentially, because but really the promoters are the one I know I've never <laughs> seen, seen it, it as no much anywhere else. I swear. Not even Tampa, bro. Tampa's not even on it like, like that. When I was like, in LA, there were people that were hosting an event, but they were your host, not necessarily an MC, but there was one person who helped put the whole thing together and they were the, your host. Mm-hmm. They might say one or two things on the mic, Welcome but you knew they were the main person to exactly. look for. Yeah, so that, that I understood. But when we just telling ten people to come and bring ten more people, the whole ploy is to get people in the building. But I'm bringing my people and telling them to pay, and all ten of us is drinking off this one bottle. It, it doesn't, doesn't like, make it sense. Doesn't seem valued to the actual person outside of getting their name. Because it's like you might as well just go to the bar and they name be this small. It's so really, small I don't hell. even know if you. I don't really know which one you is when I get in there. <laughs> I think that um people like the like I, to my point um promoters are just bringing anybody on and saying whatever but that's an insult to your brand too right. because if you're just bringing anything any old girl that's cute and let's say okay I've actually been in this situation where I've had a friend that was asked to host and I was the only person who showed up with it. Yeah. I and mean, it's like you know like you like can't this. force people to come with you. If I'm hosting every week at this same Thursday, Friday, Saturday spot, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm required to bring 10 people in order to get paid. So I show up either way with my four people, not 10, because this week, this is all that will come with me. Mm -hmm. And then you tell me that you're not going to give me my money because what? Well, I promoted on my social media. I brought some people and now I'm waiting to get paid out. And you're saying, oh, I can't pay you because X, Y, Z. No, that makes no sense. It's not fair. It's not fair fair to the host and then it ruins your brand because you're expecting so much from them that you didn't even know if they could attain because you just hired anyone. And And then you don't pay them, you get shit talked about. But most of your regular, everyday friends that have 9 to 5 jobs are not going with you to the same place Place every every weekend. I know the vibe, dog. I can come every other week, once a month. Once a month, I think is the vibe. (laughs) Yeah, because I can't do the weekly. if I'm tired, I'm going to just go ahead and let you morning of that I won't Bro, be there. You remember when I was hosting, um, I got hired to host like four fucking events back to back to back for the same people and they wanted me to bring ten people but didn't want to give me two bottles. They want to give me one but I'm with a bunch of girls and as y'all know, pretty bitches click. So, we want bottles. Like, bitch, I got ten pretty bitches in the spot. Do you know what I had to do to convince these hoes to all come at the same time, get there, be like ready, all this the, shit. I want the promoter to think of it from his aspect. Okay. I, 
if I show up to the door with 10 girls, right, mm-hmm. and I give you three bottles, which probably you get at cost because you're the promoter, so you probably get it at cost. So we're talking three bottles, maybe $90. But if you have 10 girls in here turning up, acting wild, doing whatever, you got all this video footage to promote, you got the vibe is right, this, that, and the third, then $90 is not breaking your pockets when you get in that two or 3000 at the end of the night. I so agree. I think sometimes they need to, if that's going to be the idea here of doing this hosting thing, then it just might need to be restructured. But what do I know? Because I'm a female still. I might dress like a tomboy. But I'm going <laughs> to tell you, a lot of the promoters, when I be like, we, I, I have a master's degree in this shit. So, mm-hmm. And I have experience. I have over 10 years of experience. So some, some shit I really do be knowing what I'm talking about. But they be looking at me like, ah, nah. Lady Gaga, you do it the way you want to, okay? And then eventually, people are just gonna, you know, eventually say no, and, and it'll be that. And they come back around asking questions, and I right. just be quiet. I be looking like, well, the last time I tried to tell you, you, you blew me off, so. Yeah, what so you're doing? not offering it no more. Um, I think now you that, gotta pay. <laughs> yeah, now you gotta pay, and now it's gonna be worse for you rather than if you were to, you know, just take it on right. when you were giving it. But um, I think a lot of people don't realize the value of situations and putting yourself in a situation. What I really wanted to get Brittany on to talk about is because it's someone I know she loves so much. Um, he I just don't know dropped. If I love him. I like you him. Lo- you like you like him a lot or whatever. But he's a very hot topic um, nowadays for a lot of different reasons. Right, different some reasons. personal, some music, some on the artistic side, definitely on the performance side, and putting together an event to be specific. But we are talking none other than the Mister Ye, Kanye, Kanye West, Ye for short. Um, Jesus, you know, whatever you want to call him, the mad genius is what I like to call him. But Shakespeare in the flesh. That's Shakespeare in the flesh, basically. But um, he is a god from his word. Right, from his word. But um, I will agree with him. I think he is a musical genius for exact. I think that he's brought us a lot of things that we didn't know we like needed as far as the sound goes. I agree. But I, I think some even some series that he's had are there. I think, and I've always said this from the beginning, before he was with the Kardashians, I think they done messed up his mind a little bit. I don't know. I think Kim actually held him together for a while, and then he just lost it. But I think, I, look at all the men that have been in that household. Okay, all don't look you cannot, I'm like I am a Kardashian fan. Well, that new promo they running on Hulu is terrible. They need to Listen, talk to Courtney about her pose. I thought they were done with the fucking show. When they did all the little <laughs> posing, I was like, that's stiff. And then I see Courtney pose. I said, she looking kind of stiff. Everybody else is She's cute. always stiff. But, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I always said this about him from the beginning. I think he has a mind that what he is saying is not all the way insane or unheard of or crazy. I just think people aren't ready to hear that kind of, like, concepts and, and talking. I don't think people are ready to hear that. It's been a long time, though, that he's been saying, like, uh, he repeats himself throughout the years. Oh, no, And when yeah, you watch yeah. him, like, he's still him. He still repeats himself. He still has the same ideology. He still has the same way of thinking. Um, I think the way that he shifted in music definitely was different from the beginning, and we were talking about our favorite albums off of um, air. I mean, so, like, you well, see it. You see the sound switches up, but I think... But I think we see it even more now all in one project, because when I was sitting... I went to Donda, the second Donda in Atlanta. I literally... But this is from the first album, but you went to the second listen of the first album. Yes. I went to the second, the revised Mm -hmm. um, version of it. And 
as I'm sitting there and I'm, it was a lot to. I know I watched your fucking videos it was a and lot awe. to take in on what was happening in the moment. I mean, I still get chills about what I seen that day. Mind you, the drive back, I lost the brake and I was. It was, it was a lot going on. <laughs> Wait, a car brake? A car brake. And I drove all the way from Atlanta with one car. No, yeah, what were you using? The the um emergency. I didn't emergency? realize the brake was out until I said it said no brake fluid, and then I was like, uh oh, mm. and I'm like, we're still like a hundred miles away, and I'm like. Damn, we're about to be fucked. But I didn't say nothing to the people in the car. I just oh my god, I'm not getting in the like car every, with you. Everything was okay. Like we're all, I was like, we're all right. This is great slowly. Come to a close. <laughs> but um, no. But as I was sitting there, I'm like, I could pinpoint. Okay, this this song sounds like college dropout. This song sounds like my dark twisted fantasy. This song sounds like 808 heartbreak. This song mm. sounds like, and some songs were fused together with all the albums. And to me, it was very refreshing because there were some albums that I just did not like. I, and that's not my first Kanye show that I went to. But what I will say about that, it's like theater. It was like Broadway. It was mm. not like a concert because he wasn't even saying no words. And then the crazy part to know, when he was on the phone, he was really cussing out the producer on the phone because he something he heard didn't sound right. So we're thinking he's acting. No, he was having a real conversation <laughs> in front of us. That we didn't know, but it, it seemed like theater. And then I went to, um, what was the one with St. Pablo, the one with the floating stage? And it started, MK, my best friend, we were at the top, like the nosebleeds. We didn't care because we was like, we going to the Kanye West concert. This is my very first Kanye West show. Because I wanted to go to the one where he had the mountain with the crag, but I couldn't make it. To, I call it the crag. I didn't button, get to any of them, so I'm living vicariously from this story. Well, child, we sitting at the top. So imagine you sitting in the nosebleeds. And, but... Any seat in the house was good because the stage is floating, and underneath the stage, there is a pit of people. Mm. So I, so MK, she's always the daredevil when we get into situations <laughs> like this, and I'm always the one that's like, no, no, I'm she's like, let's sneak closer. So she did. She goes, let's just. I, she's like, I just can't experience this from up here, Brett. I just have to go down further. So I'm like, okay. So we go down to the first level, and we start walking down towards to walk on the floor where the pit was. Did they catch you? So this old this old white man's down there, uh, and he starts pointing at his wrist, like, wristband. And I look at my wrist, but on the way down, I'm smart, because, you know, I'm from up north, so we know how to already Finesse get... that shit. We already know how to get our... What's about to happen in yeah. case this don't work. MK just playing stupid, like, oh, I lost my wristband. But on the <laughs> way down, I seen two seats in the second row that were open. So I look at MK, and I said, oh, um, oh, oh. Here's our seats, and I turn around, and girl, we sat there in the second row, and I watched this man just float. And to me, to this day, I still have not figured it out, but it felt like the stage moved based off of the way he leaned, because there was a there was like a there was a couple strings attached to him. I'm obviously one probably, so if he fell, they got him, yeah. Right. But when he would lean one way, the stage would go, and then he leaned back, so it was almost like he was in control of the stage of everything that Damn. was happening. That's not a shocker with him. No, I would he likes believe to be, he would want to be in control. Yeah, he likes to be in control of everything. And that's the good part about watching his art come to life is that you know that he fully created it. Um, I mean, of course, he gets the help from people, but I, he is, it's all in his mind coming out to play. Cre- I, lose that word. I use the word genius slightly. So I would say I think he's a creative <laughs> genius. The way he thinks up things, concepts from clothes, to music. Not all the shows. clothes, though. I don't agree with all the merch. I mean, there's some... I'm, okay, so that, the Donda <laughs> vest, I wanted one of them because that, that thing was fire. I wasn't giving you the money for it, though. And the line, the line was, like, long. 
Imagine a line like two miles long just to get merch before the show started. I was like, I'm not, it's not, yeah. I'm not waiting in this to get this shirt with this pagan star on it. I'm good. That's the star of David on the shirt. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I can make this. <laughs> you stupid. But and then Chinese scrubs, like that's what the merch from Donda was like. I was like, I'm good. The only thing I like is the vest. I honestly didn't like any of it. So, but I mean, you know, most I like most of the shoes. There's some shoes that I don't like. Yeah, most of his shoes are good. The color schemes are pretty decent. I got. I I didn't like foam runners at first, but I like the red Octobers, and then they had one that looked smoky too. Yeah, and those are fire. What colorway is that? It's like a blue black. Oh, it's not. Is it like that smoky look that he does? No, like that marble? No, it's just blue. It's like a blue black. Oh, color. the color of it is like a dark, like a navy, but darker? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like a navy, my wall? But dark, darker than that. Okay. It's darker than you that. You see how nice my wall is? Yeah, I've done that in my apartment, and then when you got to paint it back, it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it in you my apartment, y'all. I'm going to call him and be like, hey, do you miss me? I need you to paint my wall. I got liquor right. for you. Right, I swear. Liquor <laughs> weed. Shelf, you want too. weed? Yeah, top shelf. And if you want, if you want to get that high, I got you. Shit you've been drinking. Right, I got, I'll get you right real quick. But um, with what touching up based on what you said when you said like I didn't care. It was a Kanye West concert. Mm-hmm. You didn't care where you were. It's so crazy that now you know um they drop. Is it pronounced genius? It's the it's, Netflix I think documentary. It's Right? Genius. Yeah. So it's genius, but it's a play. It's like it's the phonetic. On, yeah, yeah, like the play on how to say it. But um, I think they spelled it out like phonetically how they do on um, like when you're looking at the dictionary. Yes, think, for sure. I think it's phonetically it spelled for sure. Spelling. Um, It was what? Cootie and well, who was the other guy that, that directed it as well? But it's mostly Cootie's um, film. Mm-hmm. It's all his film. Uh-huh. But essentially, it basically, you know, for those of you who don't know or aren't watching it, you guys should watch it because. It really is cool to watch, even if you're not a Kanye fan, to see somebody really make it out of nothing and believe in themselves so much. And honestly, to watch the way that his mom believed in him so much, really. Well, but I think now this makes people understand what the connection between him and his mom were. I mean, when when I first heard No Child Left Behind and I'm sitting there in that stadium, and this is the cool thing about being in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium while you're listening to music that the masses have not heard yet. When I'm sitting mm-hmm. there... There's an old Spanish lady behind me, about 60 years old. There was three, like, 20-year-old white kids over here in front of me. To the right of me, there might have been, um, we bought weed. (laughs) (laughs) We bought weed because we were like, we forgot the weed, right? Mm -hmm. We bought weed off of somebody behind us in the row behind us, but he didn't have no wraps. We went down and and found somebody that was selling wraps. And he was like, but you can only, I'll only sell you these wraps if you give me some of your weed. Bruh. So, bro, we did What do you mean sell? Bitch, that's a trade-off. We did all this trading before the show started, which was so funny. So, I, we're high. I'm listening to No Child Left Behind, this music that people have not even heard yet. And you really start to understand. To me, I felt like Donda. So, why we're at Donda 2, I don't know. But I felt like Donda almost seemed like closure for him losing his mom. It, and it, I thought it was, that was supposed to serve as some type of closure. Him and to I be mean, able to like express everything himself. I saw, it seemed like you seen what his mind literally went through from day one of finding out to where we're at today. Mm-hmm. And that's why he ended uh, being levitated in the air because it's like, now I'm 
I can let go too now. You know, mm-hmm. I can let go of. And it's a beautiful I, thing to see, especially I mean, like a son dark. and a mother. It was real. It was dark. It was light. It was heaven. It was hell. It was. And that's the emotions you go through, especially losing someone so close to you. But w- watching the documentary, it literally like it just shows how much his and Cootie wasn't even his friend like that. Mm-mm. He just randomly. What he was, what a comedian that yeah, he was, was on that, that TV show, yeah, Zero Channel Zero. Channel Zero. Yeah. Um, and he was just filming, and then he just met Kanye and was like, I see a star in this man, and I want to film him. That's all it was. It was just a stranger believing in another stranger, and they became like family. But we are now able to see really how Donda was mm-hmm. with her son, and like how Kanye and Donda's relationship was, and how that showed it really. I could see why he's cocky. Like, you see why he believes in himself so much is because, you know, he had a parent that showed him to be like that, and then he grew up being like that, and he's kept that, and that's where I think... But you have to take an extra step, because people get mad at him about his ego and his cockiness, but then we get mad if we don't instill that much love and attention and support into little black men and little black boys today. Mm -hmm. When we don't do it, it's a problem. Oh, we don't. And then they're going to go to We don't do it enough, yeah. But then when we do too much, then Mm -hmm. they're cocky and their ego, they're, they're... it's a it's a double negative. Like there's always gonna be something wrong there. But I mean, I thought it was very interesting when he took it all falls down to 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 the executive, and she wasn't even listening, boy. Bro, <laughs> didn't even listen. You know, people were but then blowing Pharrell them off. listened and was like, "Oh my god, this Whoa. is amazing." That's all he needed was somebody else that's a creative to kind of be like, "Yeah, understand and see it." And he to was like, day, "You know, what, fuck that. I'm gonna song. keep pushing." He was trying and trying for years, and they just looked at him like. He was just a producer or nobody. And now fast forward to now, Kanye is Kanye. He's a he's a household name by himself. Like he is who he is, and you know people didn't the big execs didn't see it. Does not know who Kanye Kanye West is, is. and you've seen that from what you said, the demographic of what his show is. Well, I need Kanye and Kim to remove me from the group chat right now because I'm tired of looking at everything that's going on with them. But then me, the marketer in me, feels as if this is. I feel like some of it is real, but I feel like they're fueling the fire even more because it was like the anticipation to Donda too. I don't think the masses, everybody knew that 222-22, he was going to drop Donda too, right? But, well, we thought we were going to all be able to hear it, but it was fucking only so no, we're, on, we're on that little stem player that doesn't <laughs> like, got no bass. But either way, <laughs> Kanye, we need to work on the stem player with the bass because I got to plug it in to, to hear it better on my, on my surround sound. But either way... It's a good idea, though. It was a great idea. Great idea. And, Something I mean, different. He gets all the money back from who bought one. I mean, you sell... If you sell a million at $200, think about how much money that is. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. So, But that's where he's fucking a marketing genius, but, too. But I think... No, I think like, the fuel of what's happening out of the creativity is all marketing, too. Because it's like, you guys stir up all... The divorce again, and Pete Davidson again, and I, this you did this, and I did this, and mm-hmm. you did this, and all that, and now we're dropping Donda two and a STEM player, and we got the new Yeezys, and then we also got these Yeezy these um Yeezy slides that are oh, the, color. Oh yeah, yeah, the and slides. And then on the other side, Kim. Now you and the Kardashians are revamping the Kardashians show on Hulu. And so you think it's low-key like a ploy? I think everything with the Kardashians is always a ploy. I think everything they do. <laughs> Those are the real marketing I mean, G's for real, I, honestly. I, listen, get your money how you're getting it. I just think that the masses are getting duped by following what's happening in their personal lives. And then when you see them coming out with 
a Netflix series and a Hulu series and a mm-hmm. concert and merch and all this shit. Now you were so invested in what was happening in their personal lives that you're like, ooh, well, if I watch the Kardashians on Hulu, am I going to see what the real was going on with mm-hmm. Kanye and her? Or let me get let me get what they're dropping because they're the hottest topic right, right now. So I need to have right Yeezys. I need to have Skims. I need to have right. whatever it is, which is I good for the, them. I need the booty out pants that Kim just dropped. Right. <laughs> like, what? It's, Why would you want your whole booty out? I'm confused. It's good for them, but chaps, I personally, going. chaps, yes. I personally don't think that, you know, the breakup is really like a full ploy. I, I think he's overreacting in certain ways, but it just seems like he's a hurt man. And now really, honestly, watching the documentary, like I've always seen Kanye be this character. I've been a Kanye fan from when I've ever heard of him. I mean, my first experience of him was college dropout. So it was a little later than when he really hit the scene. But that I was young. Bitch, that was what, 2003? But still, I was I a mean, baby. So college, like, uh... the actual album, not the mixtape. No, the album, but that's was what, what 2003? most people actually know him from. Right. But most uh, people before, that are his be- fans, because you follow him his, from it. Um, like, producing. I mean, he was still producing for a mm-hmm. lot of people, because I didn't know he was producing for... Um, I didn't know he had so many songs for he, Jay-Z. But he was producing for Maze yeah. and, and all these. I was mm-hmm. like, when was this? It's shit we don't know about because he's on the track. Right. So, you know, he was having But platinum. I also wasn't the person like reading who produced what. And, and you also were what? Lyrics, 12 so at that time? You know what I mean? You know, you like, get the little yeah. insert from the CD and you read them and then they don't got the And looking at the pictures bad. and you're like, ah, yeah, no, for sure. But um, I just think it's amazing to see like where he came from that. But he's always been someone who tries to have control over right. everything he's doing, one. And two, but make there, the is experience. There no, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's the reason why I think it works for him is because he is in full control. But he's also always I think trying a lot to of do to teach a lot of creatives on what they what they want. And I think that's kind of what the pandemic taught a lot of people that for was, sure. that that were able to say like, "Look, I want to control my life, so now I want to be an entrepreneur." Yes, I was sitting here at this computer at your comp- corporate company nine to five making X amount of dollars, and then you furloughed me. So now mm-hmm. I'm not making any money. So let me be a creative. What can I come up with? These t-shirts. What can you do to build your brand right. so it'll stay And then good when it came you. time for us to get out of there, they were looking back at the companies like, fuck you, I'm not coming back mm-hmm. because I now know how to be in control of my life and your income what and, and what you yeah. want to do and be able to do it a little more free. But that's why we have, that's why there's not a whole lot of job security right now. People can't even keep employees because people know how to do shit for themselves. They know their value. And I think that um, same thing with Kanye, like, he was pushing so hard to get a record deal only because he knew that's what he needed for the public to pay attention to him. But I he think needed back to be then, with a larger company. A record deal was more than what it is today. For sure. Now there's YouTube, there's TikTok, there's things like that that, that you can build sense, your brand. I think it's more so in the sense of uh, once back then when you would get on a record label, you which it, once again they didn't teach anybody this, but we didn't know that they were taking most of the money and you weren't really until shit. like yeah people but started telling their this, truth. They're putting the money into so now you have this new brand to return it, yeah. and all this stuff. But now record labels want you to come to them with a brand. And most artists are like, fuck it. Why do I even need to go to you for you to get put money? If I already have a brand. I can even make money if I already right. have a brand. I'm more valuable to the you than you are to me. To me. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, I hear a lot of artists, some say it's the greatest thing they've ever done. And some say they should have never done it. So I think it what do you mean, depends. signing a record deal or yeah, I have, I have going independent? I have said both that said they've signed and they should have stayed independent. And I have some that have signed and say it's been great for them. I think it's the deal that you're dealt and knowing the people around you 
to actually, if you don't know, push you in the correct direction so that you don't get fucked. Like for sure. And I think also when people sign record deals, you have to convince the companies to give you to kind of believe in you more. Cause at first they're going to give you the funds or they'll give you your contract. You come with some of your, they give you half the funds. You come with the rest of your funds, depending on what your production is. You got to put money into it. Like when Kanye first signed with Dame, um, with uh yeah that was a mistake for him but he realized that afterwards because it took him to spend thirty three thousand dollars on i think it was the all falls down or through the wire video mm-hmm. and he spent all that out of his pocket what is your record label really, right. doing? really doing and then that's when they realized how what he was worth right and it's like okay well now i'm thirty three thousand dollars in the hole right because now you're just and now realizing we're making you money off of this video and, and now it's we're all making recoup- money right how yeah <laughs> exactly so I think, you know, I do agree. I feel like people kind of, they either have the, sometimes it works for them, sometimes it doesn't. Like, I'll say Saweetie. Okay. She had to be signed so to get I, her look so out I the way that she got it. I went to a DJ dinner. And, and I'm came, sorry, I keep talking about she her. Came to the, uh, she came <laughs> to the radio station when I was at the radio station. And then we went to a DJ dinner afterwards. I was there. I worked dinner? with Scholar. I didn't go to the dinner, but I met her. I got pictures with her. Okay, so this is when dinner. she was freestyling in the cars and right. shit had just got picked so up. So when we went to dinner, I was really impressed with how real regular she was. Like the conversation. Oh, she we was having, chill as fuck. The conversations we were having. We sat there and talked at, at that DJ dinner for maybe about two hours, just about everything under the sun. She wanted to move. To, she was living in Miami, but she wanted to move to Cali, and she thought about getting a spot in Florida, but she was trying to figure out where she wanted to be, and we talked about everything. And I don't know necessarily, did she have to do a deal? I think if she would have kept working at what she was doing, like I feel the same way about the girl, the new girl, Lady London. If you keep working at what you're doing, I feel like eventually people going to have to listen to you. But sometimes you need songwriters. Not every person that can I mean, rap and just, not every person that you put it together. On, um, listen. Who, Lady London or Lady Sweetie? London. She dropped this I fuck with her though. She she's good at freestyling, but I don't. I but haven't heard a free, track from freestyle her. Freestyle is sometimes when you transfer it to an album, it don't work. It doesn't learn, translate, and right. I think that's what happened with Sweetie because I used to fuck with Sweetie when she was in the car freestyle so on Instagram. Sweetie or Mulatto, who you choose? Probably Mulatto when it comes to making a song, and Sweetie when it I comes like to the, like big, rapping. Big energy. Really? I didn't like the video. I, I didn't mean, like the song. But she has other songs that are pretty did. decent, you know. So I'm saying she knows this how to make a song. Yo, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that a good big one. energy. I was like, what is this uh two step song and dance we doing at the casino? Um, I, I like just it. didn't <laughs> like that it was off Mariah Carey's fantasy because that is it my shit. So I always want to sing it. It doesn't go together. It connects. But and I maybe mean, if you had a male rapper on that as a remix, I would have been like, or a redo or whatever it is. Maybe, but like you know. I fuck with, I want to see female, rap, female rappers come up. And I think Sweetie had amazing freestyles when she did. I mean, she did have, who was it that she did a freestyle for? Ebro. And it didn't go the best for her. But she's had other freestyles that she's done, like being herself, being in a comfortable setting that I thought she did a great job on. And I was like, damn, this girl's awesome. And then she has some songs where I'm like, okay, this is lit. And she has some songs where I'm like, why the fuck did you listen back to this and then release this to well, the public? Like, the only person I think that I can say that I can watch do a freestyle and then it also translates to a project is the baby. I know, you know, people mad with the baby right now. He's just a dickhead. But, you know, if we're being truthful, he's a man. But at the Let's end, just put no, it that way. At he's the a end man. of the day, old buddy said, 
it's on site when I see you. So they seen each other, and it was on site. It was supposed to Listen, do. I get that. Up, when you say you're on site, it's you better. You right. there's no talking. You, you take off. Shit. You know where? What's his old boy is from? Orlando. And he's from here. He's been, from Orlando. They also have been to the station. Yeah. Them so, and Danny Light, they both have been to the station. I get the that. baby has been to the station and done shows when I was there at the station. So we like, actually did that show in the parking lot as well. We did that. We did that show. So, he went on the juice tour with us. He did a freestyle Friday for me and MK. What I'm that's not the part that I look at him crazy for because what I tell people is I agree. He said it was on site. It was all that beef, cool, whatever. And when you're famous like that and the way that baby is covered, it's like duh that he was gonna get jumped. Like right. he's with his security. Cool. I don't agree with the, you know, public slander of their relationship and things like that when we all seen what it was supposed this, to be. And this okay, so that and, and I don't wanna get into that. No, but, but it goes into the realm of because we all have a status, right? Whether mm -hmm. we are as big as big or we are big in our community or we're big in our city or local, whatever. But this goes everybody to play on that they're Kanye's situation too. Yeah, everybody thinks they're a local celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a status, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get mad at me, and this is the Virgo in me, but I have realized that once you get to a certain status, my relationships need to be private. For sure. Until I become in a relationship. And, and you know, the realm I'm in, a lot of people be like, oh, you just out there being a hoe. No, it's not even about that. I always that. call you a hoe, but. <laughs> well, it's not even about being a hoe. It's just about, because when shit don't work out, that shit gets very messy. Because people know, then people, you have friends, and then people mm -hmm. are choosing sides. And I really think that that's what it boiled down to them is they just were too. At first, he had her private because I think she was the side chick. Mm -hmm. But then when they got, you know, when he took her back after the baby, it got very, started to get real public. If you know yeah, I, I agree. I think that might be what it has been too. It's just like, you know, once you just keep your business private, especially when you're a celebrity to me, I'm very big on privacy and I'm, you know, not saying I'm nobody, but I'm nobody essentially to the world just yet, baby, I'm coming. But like, you know, keep, keep your personal business private. That's if you're a regular person. That's right. if you're a celebrity, keep it private you because no there's, then keep that shit private because then you get caught in conversation. Then you wonder why people talk about, you can never complain about somebody talking about your business if you give it to them. Right. So if you don't want people to talk about it, or be involved into your business. Keep it to yourself. Same thing for, you know, I'm sure, you know, well, Kanye West and Kardashians are, you know, yeah. I mean, well, he's not complaining about people talking about him. I just know too He's much. the only one that's really not right. complaining I about him. I mean, Meg is complaining. Tori's complaining. What did Kanye Fucking. say the other day? He said something that was like, um, I just want people to know how much, how beautiful you are and how much you love when she was like, why can our conversation be private? Be private. I felt I, her on that. I was like, honestly, right. she was like, I that was a you. nice way of saying, shut the fuck up. up. <laughs> literally. So people and, don't even know we need to, we need to know we talking. Literally like just chill, baby. But, um, yeah, so I still think they're going to get back together. We'll see what we want to close out with is basically keep, 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 keep your private business private. Okay. Unless you want somebody else in the mix. Other than that, shut the fuck up until next week. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, y'all keep talking. Do whatever. Keep listening until next week. But um, thank you, Brittany, for stopping oh, for in. Sure. This was fun. Tell the people how they can get you on social media, how they can keep up with any events you got coming on and all that good stuff. Uh, just make sure you tap in with me on your podcast. Instagram at the, that's T-H-E-E, -E, Brittany Elise. I you should spell. You know, yeah, I was like, hold on. You know, people don't even be knowing how to spell. So for Instagram, that's T H E E B R I T T A N Y E L Y S E. 
Um, also follow me at Up Next Live. That's at U P N E X L I V E. I mean, other than that, that's where you can find me. If you don't find me on there, then I don't need to be found. Listen, she just was a whole spelling bee champ for y'all. For so real? you already I know what to do. I was looking up when I was spelling to make sure I was doing Listen, shit right. I was like, damn, do I know how to spell <laughs> But all right, y'all, it's been a good one. Sorry if I offend you. You already know next week coming with more fire.